Hello and welcome to the 55th episode of Long Live Play, the number one Australian PlayStation podcast full of lukewarm takes and mental breaks hosted by myself, Govinda Whitehurst, and the Zach Fair to my cloud strife, Mr. Kale Adam. If you like what you hear, you can and should review us on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Long Live Pod. There is a link tree there with other things and other places that you can find us if you wish. With that out of the way, Kale, how are you going? Govinda, I'm fantastic, and the Cloud Zach comparison is apt because, like Cloud, you are but a pale imitation of me, the fair one, Zach. That's fair. I I did call it a Buster Blade at some point, so I think it's only fair that I'm the shadow, the lesser, so as it were. Though I'd say a fan favorite, you know. Oh, definitely. Look, he gets all the uh, the credit, but we all know that Zach is the man. It's true. It's true, but. I have to say, Cloud Strife in the remake is a straight-up thirst trap. Girls are throwing themselves at him, like, left and right. I can relate to that. I, like, I've, I felt very immersed in that game with the way that no, the women can't. in it... The women in it would just basically, you know, you just couldn't get anything done, essentially. And I really <laughs> it's relate never to happened that. to you, dude. It's never happened. It happens all the time. It's crazy. The part <laughs> that I find the most unbelievable in that game is that the two, I guess the two main women that are, are after Cloud's affection are just so friendly to each other. Like, there's no like love triangle dynamics, animosity, you know, there's none of that. It's just, they're just friends and they really look out for each other and Cloud. And I'm like, is he going to go full on Mormon and just get five wives? Is that what's happening? The interesting part is that he really shows no interest in them at all. Which is like... Well, he doesn't show a lot of interest in a lot of things, you know? He's and there's a reason. Just, there is a reason for that, Kavinda, but we won't get into it because no spoilies here. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilies here. Well, no, probably there will be some of some kind that we don't intend to happen, but they probably will slip out at some point. We try our best to not do that, though. Uh, but how am I going? But- um, Stressed. Actually, uh, yeah, I'm you've stressed. been very busy. You've been uh, I'm very busy. That guy, and I don't want to. I don't want to call this out in the air. You've been neglecting me a little bit, which I has have. been kind of hurtful. <laughs> it's, it's been a nice power play for me because Govinda will like message me and be like, "Hey, you're free," and I'll be like, "Nah, I'm busy. Sorry." All I want is to play it. Shredder's Revenge. All I want is to be a turtle and brawl shit in a street. You're getting and play ahead of Shredder's you, Revenge. We're going to talk about that soon, but I'm very busy, Govinda. I'm a very important person. I have a lot of things going on. A lot of, a lot of pans in the oven. Fires what, in the- what, what are you doing that you can't tell anyone about? Tell us all about the things you're not allowed to tell us about. Um, I got two games for review that I can't tell you about. I just can't. Or like the lawyers will come after me. It's crazy, dude. It's so crazy. Is it? It's- is it bad for me to tell everyone that I know what they are? You don't know but what I they are. Won't say- it's a goddamn lie. You don't know I what know I what do. Are, I don't know what they are. Don't you worry about it. I won't tell anyone. I don't know. Yeah, just a lot. A lot of stuff coming due. And I'm trying to go... I mean, I am going on holiday to Geelong. <laughs> yeah, it's like... <laughs> trying to you yeah, better no, it's make happening. it it's <laughs> yeah. happening in like two days yeah we fly out to melbourne on monday friday morning come back monday arvo so a good long yeah, weekend and you've left your dog in my care for for two of those days and that's gonna I be fun for you nothing. he's not gonna be happy yeah he will he won't be happy that you're there or that we aren't there both things no he actually will him. which is really funny because i've done this before don't you forget i've taken care of this one before for longer and he's just a happy little clam when I'm there. As long as he gets his food at around 4.30, he's Gucci. Yeah, no, he'll let you know. He's generally a very happy dog. Like, he barks and can be annoying, but he, he is happy. He's stoked. Couldn't, you know, 
pretty he, that's why I mean he's not he doesn't care that you're not there he's just happy that I am now he's gonna miss now me. I think I think he will yeah you hope so now just I'm gonna just I don't think I mentioned this to you but I think I did mention it last time if he poops I'm just gonna send you a photo of the location and then you can deal with it when you get back that's probably fine. He mostly poops out by the pool. <laughs> you know, there's usually a couple of little nugs hanging around for um, me. I'm going to make one. I'm going to do an Amber Heard and I'm going to make sure one is in your bed. That's incredible. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> You should be given an award for that joke. That was timely. Thank you. Thank it was you. I'm gonna, and I know what side of the bed you're on, so it's all good. How are you going? Yeah, I'm going pretty well. I am hovering my hand over... A cart full of computer parts and to buy the computer that I spoke about buying. And it's just a lot of money that I like I can afford because I've been very busy with work and it'll be fine, but it's also still a lot of money. So I'm hesitant. But I still have eight days to really pull the trigger so I can still claim this this year. You should just do it. I've had to hear about it too many times in the week since. I think you should just pull the trigger. Right oh, I'm now. sure. I know. I know. I should. And it won't be right now. And I, I said my, it was a metaphorical hand hovering over a metaphorical card. It's not really mm. done yet, mm. but I know where I'm buying and I know what I would be buying. But, you know, it's just a, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot of money and I'm, I'm worried about it. I'm like, what if I just hate it? What if I hate PCs like I already do? And like, what, you know, what am I going to be a streamer all of a sudden and be like, yo, what's up, guys? Yeah. my stream. <laughs> like, I'm not going to, you know, what's up? But I do want to play Escape from Tarkov pretty badly. That's fair. I... It's real. When I got mine, I, I definitely there was a minute where I, like I fired up some games, had an incredible time, woke up the next morning and just looked at my bank account and was like, "What have I done?" But uh, <laughs> immediately, like you give it a day and you're like, "No, this is actually fucking pretty sweet." It's, and also, you just forget about it. Like you just yeah, it's eventually you're like, "What? It, it's gone now. It's fine." It's kind of how I look at things. Like I save for things long term, but at the same time, you're like, "It's what money's for. Like get the things you want." What else you yeah, I know, but you've already bought the house. You know what I mean? Mm. I just have accepted, I think, now in my life that I probably won't buy a house at least for a while and at least anywhere inside a central, like a, a inside Brisbane, inner city Brisbane. I mean, I don't know. It just came together for me. I never really expected it. <laughs> well, you bought either. out You bought out kind of quote unquote in the sticks. I live but in the quote like, unquote sticks. Well, you don't. You're, you're, you are. You do. I get what you're saying. Technically, I, I do. <laughs> it's rural, so you kind of yeah. do, but it's not the same. And house prices in your area are not even close. It's actually basically the polar opposite. <laughs> <laughs> it's way overpriced. But anyway, that doesn't really matter. But otherwise, I'm good. I'm Honestly, I have no idea what I'm going to do in that little rural town of yours for the two days that I'm there. Other than like, I'm going to get there early Friday and just work from your house. That's fine. Can you disconnect both your monitors from your PC for me before you leave on Friday? I mean, I guess I can. <laughs> nah, I'll see if fine. I remember I'll, that. I'll, I'll do it. I just don't want to be the one that breaks your computer. I'll know if it was you. No, you won't. <laughs> and anyway, yeah, no, I'm good. Pretty good. Also, work's been so busy. I have no time to play games except for like the weekend and that's kind of it. Well, speaking of games, we should move right along, Govinda. Now, I thought you and I... We're going to talk about the games we've been playing. And I thought you and I had an understanding last week on the air. We said we we're going to finish up the quarry. We we're going to come in here try. hot. Yeah, we'll you gave, yeah, yeah, you gave me a lot of shit. You said you were disappointed yeah. with how little of the game I had played. Yes. Yeah. I heroically pushed through and I have completed the quarry. I have finished... Yeah, it. I think I, have, I did something better. I think I did something better, though. That's all I'm going to say. I have some... 
ferociously hot takes about this game, and now they have nowhere to go because you've you've you've. We can still talk it about it. So we did a similar <laughs> thing. I got to like chapter nine to find out this morning from Kale that there's only ten chapters. So I'm yeah. like at the end of the game. I'm not like super invested in it because like uh, overview take long big large dr- overview it's kind of average pretty pretty average it is it is fine i like aaron and i really argued about it actually <laughs> we we really got into it there are like things that let it down i think it was good overall and like yeah maybe it is true i'm sort of putting uh until dawn on a bit of a pedestal but I don't know. Like, I actually remember being scared in that game, and I don't know that mm, that ever happened in this game. Yeah, there was. There's just a lot of this. There's this thing that they do pretty regularly. Well, it's not even that they're doing it. I don't know if they're actively doing it because that'd be strange. But the characters' tones do not match the situation they're in at all. Like their sense of their lack of a sense of urgency when their friend is like dying somewhere and they're calling mm. for help. And I was like, there's just this real weird juxtaposition between the way they are acting versus the situation that they are in that really throws me off. And then there's also this weird thing where I, and I, again, until dawn, I haven't played it since I guess it came out on PS. I think that was, I think it was 2015. It came out, but I feel like the, the quick time events are kind of pointless. Like they're so easy and I don't ever feel like I'm going to miss them. And I just, it just honestly is really strange. Whereas I remember with the until dawn, there's those moments on Until Dawn where it would use the motion sensors and the control, and it would be like, "Oh yeah, don't move," and you would sit there and be like, "And it's don't really move the hard." They'll know. Yeah, yeah. Um, even yeah, Erin, not a huge gamer. She's played games, but like she, she said the same thing. She was like, "Literally, we never failed any of them." Okay, she failed one shot, like when she had to aim a gun and shoot quickly. That she did fail, but like every, because. I don't know if this is correct, but in Until Dawn, it felt like there were more buttons you needed to push, whereas this, it's mm. just analog sticks. It's like you just push the stick. Oh, honestly, it's really confusing because it's, it's a stick that you have to push, but it looks like a, a circle icon. Yeah. So every a bit. single time it popped up, I would push circle and push the stick because I just wasn't sure if, if just pushing the stick would lose it for me. But yeah, it just seemed super simplistic. You're either pushing a stick or you have to tap X really quickly. Those are yeah, the only yeah. two things that can... Or are you doing like the... I think it's hold R2. when you're like It's like the equivalent of stay still in Until Dawn, but you're like hiding and it's like hold R2. And I was like... Hey, Even that, that... I think that's the... It doesn't matter. I think it's the X button. And you just hold your breath, you mean? Oh, uh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, I don't... I just, that, actually... None of it felt... I have an issue with that because I spent... And again, I think we should probably talk about this deeper once you, you're done. But there were, I kept waiting in this game for that mechanic to fucking evolve. Like where something scary is happening, you hold your breath, you hold it till the meter goes all the way down and then you release it and then you pass. And I kept waiting for the time where like you do that and then they come back and like maybe you release it too quickly and they never do it. Or at least not yeah. in my playthrough. <laughs> Just Yeah, honestly, it's... I don't know. Maybe by the end of it, I might feel different depending on the ending that I get. And it'll be interesting to talk to you about like what you did and how it went. Although, I, I don't know if I'll remember everything that I chose and all the choices With, I made. Without spoilers, Aaron asked me this. This is not even the podcast anymore. I just want to know for us. Has anyone died for you at all? No. Interesting. We had one death throughout the whole thing. And even that, I think we could have avoided. In the middle? Like in the right middle of it or end. towards the end? Right at the yeah, end. Yeah, well, I'm not right at the end. So possibly someone will die. Yeah, maybe. I, I did. Because, of course, yeah. like the second, the best part of these games is after you're done, you go and check out where shit could have happened. You could have had a lot of deaths right now. 
They can die like as soon as I think it's chapter. Yeah, but three. you have to fail. You have to fail these quick time events. Not that really. Are just so easy. Some of them are pretty interesting. Like, and uh, it'll be cool to talk about it. But I came really close to killing someone and didn't know about it. But if I'd done it, if literally the push of a button would have killed someone in chapter three. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, there's weird stuff too. Like, there's one very specific bit around a campfire where a decision gets made for you. Like, there is. It sounds like it's setting up for a really big decision for you to make in the story. And then they, th- there is no decision and the character just does what they do to push the story in a certain direction. And I was like, ah, oh, that feels like a really missed opportunity there where it could have been a pretty big branch in the story, but it just, no, it has to happen this way and because we say so. And I was like, oh, okay. Maybe you, you get it done this week. We'll carve out some time next week and talk, maybe spoilers. Three weeks seems pretty good to, and we'll, we will warn everyone up front, but I'd like to fucking do that. Yeah, sure, whatever. It's fine. It's, no one's <laughs> gonna play it anyway. But yeah, I just I I feel like it's uh that's pretty lacking to me. I just don't I don't know, it's fine. Sometimes it looks really good too, sometimes it just looks bad, like so bad. Yeah, some of the some of the character models are very off putting and strange. Others Yeah, but sometimes they look good in like the right such situation, but then like they jump into water and the water looks so bad. I'm like, Whoa, I've never seen water this bad, or not that I can remember, which means it's been a very <laughs> long time and I'm like, What? Is going on. I do remember this was a Stadia game originally before Google just completely abandoned Stadia. It was meant to be a Stadia exclusive, apparently. Exactly. And then Google just was like, no, we're good. And then they just yeah. gave up on it. Poor, poor anyone who invested in Stadia early on thinking that was going to be a thing. Yeah. It's a tough time. Outside of that, though, Govinda, we have your crack. And I did not expect you to take to this game in the manner that you did. I am, of course, talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Now, you and I played this for a hot minute, and then you like just wanted, <laughs> you wanted more, didn't you? Well, see, you, you call it crack, and, and sure, maybe it is, but I would say it's more like what my sister used to do to me when I was little, and she would she'd open a pack of chips, and she would give me just one. That's cruel. And she knew that, that would mean that I would want more, but she wouldn't give me any more <laughs> kale. <laughs> it's hard to be the youngest, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it is. But it's also the best, because I'm the favourite universally around the, the family i'd say except the nieces have come in now and really have like cut my grass there which is a bit annoying you hate that in your 30s you're like i remember me i'm so young <laughs> i'm hip i'm with it but yeah it's a very um, fun little uh side scrolly brawler game i was having a great time shockingly good and like last week i was raving about this purely on the strength of like my nostalgia for this ip and it's actually shockingly good like it's fairly deep for what these games are, it's just a... But simple enough that you don't really need to worry too much yeah. about anything. It's a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Like we said, it can be played with up to six people at once cooperatively. You have seven characters to choose from. I haven't gotten... I mean, I haven't played since we played, but I found out where you unlock Casey Jones. And I'm story, very excited. I imagine. It is. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. But it's kind of nice, too, because you can play the story, and then if you ch- want to change characters, you can just pop out, change your character, and continue the story where you left off. Yeah. You have to, like, start everything again, which is pretty good. Michelangelo so far is my boy. Those nunchucks are mad. and uh, I found my Donatello. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready and yeah, for more. And like you said, there's like a just a very light RPG. Like you level up and you get little bonuses. It's very light, but there's something oh, yeah. there. But like, it's something. It's something. And each character has different stats, plays differently. It's, it's pretty cool. I'm very excited to play more of it, but I'm sorry to tell you that we're pro- <laughs> I'm not going to have any time until like next Wednesday. <laughs> Also, I'll be away from my PlayStation for like five of those days. That's part of the reason. Yeah, too. I I don't know if I trust that. And 
I don't like this kale. I like the I old know, kale. It's... It would work like until midday and then have all the time that's free after that. And that was the best kind of kale. You hate this creatively fulfilled uh, kale just crushing. Do you feel fulfilled? I do. I'm at the fucking top of my game. One of the top young rising video game journalists It is in the interesting because Push Square, like, I swear there's only four people that write for Push Square. And now there's a fifth. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I was looking at it the other day. It's like, okay, so Sammy Barker, like, it's just like the same, like, four names that come up. And then all of a sudden it's like, Kale. I'm like, oh, it's, it's actually pretty they are They are machines. They are literally some of the best in the game. I, I've been in awe for years because of exactly what you just said. They cover soy much. Uh, but other than Shadow's Revenge, I... Well, quickly, I'll just mention it. I finished Final Fantasy VII Remake, finally. Uh, oh, wait. I got there at about... Th- uh, and, yeah, sorry, and I'll just say as well, I've got something... It is PlayStation for review, and I can talk about it next week. That's where all my time has been, this week. Oh, okay, well, I don't know. You didn't seem like you needed to interrupt me for that. You could have just mentioned it next week. I just had to. No, no, I had to. I really uh, did have to. No, <laughs> it seemed unnecessary, but hey, you, you are the classic. You are the Oprah of this show. What does that say. mean? Does that make you Dr. I Phil? Sh- Ooh, I'd ho- I have a mustache, so I guess it kind of works. You are balding. No, Oprah, <laughs> Oprah was notorious for... No, that's you. Oprah was notorious for interrupting her guests. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so if you go back and watch Oprah clips, she does interrupt people quite often, and, and that was that's why I called you the Oprah. So I finished Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, we can talk about that a little bit later, because it was Final Fantasy VII's 25th anniversary this week, which we will be talking about in our news that we care about. So I did finish it. I have thoughts. We can talk about it later. But yeah. I then I I was in this this void. I was like, what do I do with my life now, dude? Like, I, what do I play? I, I'm not I taking your calls. You know, we're not playing. Yeah, Shredder's Kale's Revenge. ignoring me. All I wanted for Shredder's Revenge, I would have played it all week. But Kale's just been dodging my calls. It's been crazy. So I, then I was like, okay, so I can maybe it's, I'll go back to Death Stranding now. The director's cut for PS5 is out, and I can continue that because I think the. The bit that threw me off at the start was the start is very slow of Death Stranding. Like, it takes a long time to get the bike and yeah. Like yeah, kind of get momentum in the story. And I think I'd just gotten there and then a BT killed me and I was like, I'm down, you know? So mm. maybe I can take do that again. But then I realized that I still have Cyberpunk 2077 on my console. Yeah. And then maybe I, I should jump back into that and just try and give that a red hot crack. So I did. I did do that. I did also download Death Stranding, maybe. Well, I did do it, but I don't know if I'm going to play it. But I'm playing Cyberpunk again. Like I'm, mm. like I'm continuing since I last played it on the PS5 version. And <sighs> my hot take, my lukewarm take for this show is that if Cyberpunk released in, on PS5 in this state, mm. it would not be nearly as panned as it is currently still. Still, people are panning it for what it is. And yeah. I think if this is what it came out as day one, people would be like, this is a pretty good RPG yeah. with some flaws. I think people would still be pretty disappointed, like, considering what they put out before this. Like, And again, like, I, I kind of agree with you. I've played a little bit since the PS5. It certainly, like, feels a little bit better, but it's also, like, just kind of weirdly empty for such a massive city. Like, the fucking NPCs are so weird. There's, like, it feels like there should be, like, gangs or something, and there just is nothing. You go to, like the bad part of town and it's just like the same as the part you start the game <laughs> they're just a higher level you know there's no like yeah, danger look, or and i think part of the problem was that cd project red came out and said what the game was gonna be before they made the game and i think red. gangs was meant to be a part of it like i think that was yeah. actually meant to be a thing with gangs and territories and stuff but i think you play it now and i i don't know i think of uh, I, the direct comparison is fallout 
right? And I don't think, yeah. obviously, Fallout's post-apocalyptic, so the emptiness works in its favor. But it's it's empty, but there are people around. They just feel kind of vapid and empty, so you can't really interact too much with them. And there's definitely still bugs. Like, you know when uh, Johnny Silverhand, when he talks to you, like, the controller makes a noise and the, and the map mini map starts shaking and the noise just keeps going until that little vision that you're having subsides. But that happened to me and then all that shit didn't stop happening after he oh, was yeah. gone. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, God damn it. So I had to reload and whatever and that was fine. And just little bits where I'm in a I'm in one of those BD brain dancers and I'm trying to like skim through it. And I'm just, I've, I'm just trying to get through it because I've done it before. Like I, this yeah, is what I, I know the one you're talking out. about. So I'm trying to get through it and like, dialogue's overlapping awkwardly because I'm skipping through it, but they're still back on another piece of dialogue earlier on. And so it's definitely not perfect, but the maybe it's the dual sense, but the guns feel pretty good, in fact. Like, they just yeah, feel right. heavier when they take shots, and it's still kind of... The aim is still a bit weird and awkward, but I think that's at least better. I just... I don't know. I was playing, and I was like, I'm not hating what I'm doing right now, and it feels pretty good, and I was hacking shit, and things were happening, and I was kind of understanding it all a little bit better. And I was like, I think this is not a bad game. I just think it's not what we were promised. No. And it came out two years ago almost at this point. So the yeah. fact that I'm only saying that two years later is, is pretty telling. And it's- My issue is that it just never really took off. Like, you, the intro is, like, clearly where so much of the effort went to. Like, everything with fucking what's-his-name, your friend. Uh, doesn't matter. Yeah, you got yeah, your buddy. I, he, yeah, yeah. But, like, nothing after that. Because I got pretty far. I got to, like, the point in the story where you actually, like, go out of the city to where the Nomad character starts. And there's, like, a whole arc out there where you're, like, something with, like, a power supply or a power station. And just the, just, the stakes never took off for me. Like, it's, like, everything yeah. that is set up in that intro is, like, pretty awesome. Like, when you actually do that big, you know, the heist and you get in there yeah. and you do the escape and everything. It's wild. And then it's like you, I spent another 10 hours with the game and I couldn't tell you what happened. No idea what happened well, after that. It's interesting because, I, I, again, I'm playing it again. I'm, I'm picking it up probably a few months after I started the PS5 version just to kind of get through what I'd done before. And, like, I don't... Uh, the stakes are there for me, at least. I'm like, okay, well, I'm you're going to die until unless you can get this Johnny out of your brain. And so mm. the whole thing is just, like, self-preservation, trying to get yourself out of that situation and... I don't know. I liked, it makes sense to me. I like those scenes, like where you go to sleep and like he starts appearing more and more, and like it starts getting more. Actually, now I'm remembering something now. Like there's a bit where you actually play his memories out, and you're like, I think him? that's earlier on a little bit because you yeah. do that. Like you see him and what happens to him to become yeah. the chip that he's on. Anyway, anyway, we're getting sidetracked. But I just I was more just a. We'll see how it goes and whether I'll stick with it, I don't know for sure. It definitely feels a little bit wonky in a lot of places. And I think the UI and the way, like, too many weapons. Like, why am I? It's, it's like a looter shooter. And I'm like, this shouldn't have been a looter shooter. Like, Yeah, it feels. I, I should be a little I, more selective. I shouldn't have 12 handguns in my inventory. You know what I mean? It's crazy to think. Like, we know they're working on The Witcher 4, but, like, they got to fucking carry this burden for a few years yet like i believe they promised two big expansion packs we don't have one yet so yeah i i well they promised it i guess they'll have to do it i i know one's coming i guess they announced that not long ago but the other one who knows yeah jesus this could be like another two years before we see that (laughs) (laughs) all right govinda how about some quick fire news yeehaw First up, we've got a Gran Turismo movie coming to us next year, Govinda. Can I can I tell you what it's about? 
I guess so. <laughs> if you must. Uh, the, the first line blows me away. Based on a true story, <laughs> the film is the ultimate wish fulfillment. It's a rough sentence right there. Tale of a teenage Gran Turismo player whose gaming skills won a series of Nissan competitions to become an actual professional race car driver. I can't believe they're making a movie of this IP of all of them. The one in which there Wait. are no characters. <laughs> Wait, so let me, let me clarify. It's a true story about someone who played so much Gran Turismo and won so many Gran Turismo tournaments that became a real race car driver. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> okay, well, I definitely maybe won't watch that, probably. I mean, look, it, they could turn it around. Maybe I'm going to be wrong. Maybe this is going to be incredible. I didn't think Uncharted was going to be a good movie either. <laughs> I, I still don't, wouldn't even say it's good. I'd say it was serviceable. Did, it was fun. okay. It was it was decent. It was fun. I had fun. But yeah, look, maybe fun. I don't know. I, it could be. Fun. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> You're not gonna go see the Gran Turismo movie? No, I'll watch it on some streaming service when it's free. After you just told me uh, the anecdote about you you want a high end racing wheel for your new uh, gaming rig. Doesn't mean I want to watch a movie about it. And it wasn't that I want it. It was that I told my brother I was building a PC. And then he said, he was like, well, build me a PC. And I was like, well, I'm not doing that. But he's like, well, what if I buy a Fanatec racing wheel, which is probably the top of the line, Mm. like $1,000 racing wheels and pedals setup. And I was like, yeah, sure. If you do that, you can use my PC and I can use your racing wheel. Have you ever been to someone's house? Like I went to someone's house once. Maybe you were there and it was this guy and he had like a fucking proper... It was like a little capsule that he got into and it was like a driving setup with like a vibrating seat that had speakers in it and like the wheel and the pedals and actual gears. It was crazy. And it looks so fucking ridiculous in a human being's like living room. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, I think that's one of those ones where like you can't have a full rig like that where you're in a caged rig dedicated to racing until you have a den. Like you have a dedicated yeah. room for games. You have a race a room. <laughs> yeah, just a den. You know, you need to have yourself like a. This is not a, a social room where people are. This is just for me. And if people come over, I don't show them this. <laughs> I look. I look forward to creating an anti-social room where it's just blackout You've got lights. It. You're sitting in it, dude. Yeah, but it needs to be more so. It needs to be no light, <laughs> no sound. I can lock everything, and I just put the PSVR two on my head, and I disappear from well, this reality. There's there's still time. Uh, next up, I know a guy we grew up with is fucking doing backflips somewhere in the world, but uh, Skate 4. <laughs> <laughs> skate 4 is happening. Uh, Govinda, you like the skate video game franchise, didn't you? You'd like to uh, pop a ollie with your sticks, didn't you? I was more of a 360 flip kind of guy, but yeah, sure. It was an interesting game, wasn't it? The skate, because it actually felt like I mean, it still wasn't, but it was better than Tony Hawk's because you could actually get off your board for one thing. And before Tony you get Hawk's at me, let you get off the board. That's no, not no, about, no, 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 not, that was no, not no, no, no. It didn't. Only Tony Hawk's Underground would let you do that, Govinda. Yeah, way yeah. before Skate ever came out. I don't know. About it wasn't. That. It wasn't only Tony Hawk's Underground. It was Tony Hawk's Underground and beyond. Every Tony Hawk's after Underground let you get off your board. I don't think I ever played one after Underground. I got to be honest with you. You about shouldn't that. have, because Underground's the best one. I actually am hoping one day somehow they release a remaster of Tony Hawk's Underground, because I will play that. I might be able to do the next best thing for you. What if Skate 4 was revealed in July? 
Warscape 4 has been revealed about two years ago. They announced it already. Fully revealed, Govinda. You could see oh, all like the mechanics. Yes. I don't really care about that necessarily, but I would love them to just release the game because I think what I'm... This is my guess for this, is it's going to be a predominantly multiplayer experience. And I want to huh. get my boys together, get on a board, find a spot and session the shit out of that spot, dude. I had this thing when Skate came out originally where I would be driving around and I would look out my window and be like, I'd skate that. I'd skate that. Just pointing Not at in reality. objects in the world. Yeah. Not in real world, but if, I mean, like, I would skate the game that. You know what I mean? Well, look, this Skate 4 thing, it's it was announced two years ago. Tom Henderson, he's out here. He's citing anonymous sources. He thinks it's happening in July. We're going to finally see this thing. I, I'm excited. I'm ready. I need this to happen so I can you, get wait, wait. the boys together and start sessioning some rails. You, you keep going back to this predominantly multiplayer thing. I remember these things having, like, a full-on campaign right like weren't they yeah skate one two and three i think as they went on became more and more more and more multiplayer focused and i think being the world that we're in today skate four coming from ea is going to be a game service game as a service it kind of makes sense they add new shit it's like yeah different seasons yeah. you get it i just need like sense. like you could almost do like a war zone kind of thing and not saying make it a battle royale but be like here is your map and then in a year's time we'll release a new map I think they really fucked up. Like, now is the time where this just becomes skate and that is the platform forever. It's just like they just keep adding to mm, it. True. Like, the, true. it's been long enough for a full reboot. But they've probably been making it for three years, you know? Like, it's been development for. They, they told us two years ago they're probably making it for three, and three years ago they just didn't think to do that. So it's probably too late now. And maybe it won't be called skate four by the time we actually see it, you know? Maybe they've, they've mixed it up. But I'm excited. You know what gets me excited, Govinda, is when cheaters get their comeuppance, you know, when wrongdoers face justice. That's what I like. That's what excites me. I do also love justice. (laughs) I do love justice. And karma. And karma. I don't believe in karma. And karmic justice. I don't believe in karma. I do believe in destiny, though. (laughs) (laughs) The game or? Both. (laughs) This is low-key, by the way. My favorite part of my job now is like, this is a story I wrote for Push Square. It's about Call of Duty and their new anti-cheat system. And this is something I would never have known anything about. And I just ricochet. got to read. Yeah, I just got to read about Ricochet and how, I reckon, I'll put the link in the, uh, in the fucking thingy down the bottom, but I recommend everyone read it because it's fascinating. Like, they want to punish cheaters, but they need to keep them around so they can figure out how they're cheating. And so they've come up with some really interesting systems. They've got a three-part system. The first is called Damage Shield. So when this thing detects illegal activity, it makes everyone else in the match invulnerable, right? To that person. Just to that player, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of damage is registered by them so that you can tell that they're cheating. But it's also frustrating for them because they're dumping whole clips into legitimate players and they can't kill them. So it's like... You know, it kind of makes them makes them a little sad. Makes them a little mad, I would imagine. If that wasn't enough, Govinda, then we have cloaking. And I love this one. So when this detects you, it makes the cheater invisible, right? They, they're put into like a grey void where they can't see or hear anything else. And, oh, sorry, sorry, I, I fucked it up. Everyone else is invisible to them. They're put into a void. Oh, okay, I was going to say, I was like, uh, that is a cheat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, invisible. Yeah, no. I was like, what? 
That's my bad. Yeah, so you're the cheater. You can't see anyone. You can't hear anyone. And you just flail around. Everyone else can murder you. Everyone just... Oh, you're still in the you're world. You're still in the that game. Sick. Yeah, but sick, yeah. you just get to punish them. And the, the latest addition is one called Disarm. And it just simply removes your weapons and even your hands in the game. So everyone can see that you don't have a gun, you don't have hands, and they can murder you. And they know that you're a dirty, rotten cheater. And you will get teabagged. I can guarantee 100% teabagging on that one. I did see, though, on PC, people are finding ways to get around this system. And, like, that's oh, I was a just going to say. I was just 100% going to say, like, this is... Ricochet is not new. They've had Ricochet around for a long time, and it just doesn't seem to work. And the cheaters are smarter than Infinity Ward or whichever <laughs> developer is making Call of Duty at the time. So... It's cool in theory, but I just don't think they'll be able to catch any everyone, let alone a vast majority of cheaters. So we'll see. I don't I don't play enough multiplayer games. Like my experience with cheaters is when we play Hell Let Loose and you get so angry and you accuse people of cheating. <laughs> and I don't know that I've ever seen evidence of anyone cheating I don't in that game. Think I've really mm. ever done that, if no. I'm being honest. That feels like full slander. Now, in Warzone, I would accuse people of cheating all the time because you watch the kill cam and you go, uh, you're cheating. You're shooting <laughs> through like, the it's wall. Not even, it's not even a question. Is You tracked me through the wall, and then when I popped out, you snapped to my head, and you didn't miss a shot on my head. You're cheating, for sure. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Speaking of Call of Duty, Govinda, Call of Duty Studio Infinity Ward seems to be working on an open-world RPG. Uh, this is according to a now advertising for a nude providing, quote, the best narrative and cinematic experience in an open world RPG, end quote. Like, I'm just skeptical. I don't know that these guys can do literally anything else but create Call of Duty after this long. For sure. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if the RPG they're working on is a military style, like, military setting. But the the interesting thing is I think the engine that Infinity Ward has created, I think it's just called the IW engine, yeah. is actually very good. Yeah, right. It looks so great. whether it can actually be implemented to or be used to make a RPG is yet to be seen. Because I know some engines just are not suited to certain styles of games. So who knows? But it's interesting to see them do something different. I guess this goes on the heels of them saying that they're going to take some time off Call of Duty and give it some breathing room, which I think is sorely needed. And so I'll, I'll be keen. Yo, this just reminds me why I need to keep an open mind. Because I didn't even want to include this. You put this story in. But the second you described like maybe a military RPG. I was like, oh, that actually does sound kind of interesting. <laughs> I could probably get down with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm keen. For some reason, my mind goes to like, they want to make Skyrim. <laughs> they want to do like a fantasy RPG. <laughs> That's what I think when I see this. No, I really don't expect them to be doing a fantasy style RPG. I think it would only make sense for them to stick in their wheelhouse, but do... Something like Ghost Recon's been trying to do forever, but maybe actually do it well. <laughs> oh. Wildlands was so bad. <laughs> I actually paid for that game. I played it for like three minutes. It was on sale, but I, I still regret that one. Such a bad game. It's crazy. I, I just didn't... It looked so good in the demos that I saw them play, and then I actually played them. I was like, this is awful. I don't know what Oh, happened. wait. What's the one with um John Bernthal? That's the one I was kind of pumped for. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't, Whatever was no. after... I don't know who John Bernthal is. He was the Punisher. He's like the new Punisher. He was the guy out of The Walking Dead. Oh, no, I've, I've no idea. Uh, he was in the next one. He was like the villain. And I remember like watching the trailer and getting pumped and be like, yes. And then... No, I'm just thinking... I think it was Wildlands. I think that's the right one I'm thinking of where you like lie down. You can cover yourself in like leaves and shit. 
I think anyway, you, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's um, it's a whole thing. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Let's move right along, Kale. <laughs> uh, next up, we had the announcement of Dragon's Dogma. So there was two events this this week. We're going to talk about or the, Dragon's Dogma Two. Sorry, Dragon's Dogma Two. Good catch there, Govinda. We're going to talk about the Final <laughs> Fantasy VII event a little later on. But just as a fun little insight, it was really interesting to see. I'm I'm in these Slack channels, like, I mean, people like Dragon's Dogma, but like. This event, where this game was announced, was scheduled for the exact same time as the Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary <laughs> event, yeah. and no one wanted to cover Dragon's Dogma. <laughs> no one wanted to take their <laughs> eyes off Final Fantasy VII, whatever was going on over there. Thankfully, it turns out we didn't miss much. They said, yes, it's happening. We saw a logo, no time frame, nothing shown. Nothing. You saw nothing. Nothing So, essentially, it was a Dragon's Dogma retrospective. So, it, went, it was like a 10-minute video of them talking about the development of the original Dragon's Dogma, how they got there. Same, I think it's the same studio, same, same developer who did uh, Devil May Cry or some of the Devil May Cry games. And it was just a retrospective for ages. And then at the very end, the last 20 seconds of the 10-minute video, they undo their shirts and it just says Dragon's Dogma 2 and they're like, it's happening. Please be excited. The classic yeah. Japanese, please be excited. And then that was it. And I was like, oh, okay. So that's cool, I guess. Yeah, it was fine. I, I, I don't know. Dragon's Dogma was not a game that I ever played or really had interest in. Uh, we uh, talked about although it. Although I, I, I did see fellow Australian Alana Pierce losing her mind to the fact that Dragon's Dogma 2 existed because she loved I, the first game. I really don't get it as having played it. Like, I just don't understand how it achieved this cult status. To me, it felt really fucking wonky and half-finished when I played it. And admittedly, that was before the uh, revamped version came out. But it was, like, it's pretty rough. Pretty rough. Did you play it near its release? Or was it, like, no, quite it later was, that it you was played it? No, it was years after. This game's been out forever. That's like, probably why. I, sometimes I feel like that happens sometimes, where if you play a game, like, right near its release, it's kind of new and different and cool. And then mm. if you leave it too long, you're like, I'm going to go try this game that everyone spoke about. You're like... What? You know? It does have a cool system in which you like you have your character, you create your character, and then you create like a buddy for yourself where you like customize them. Yeah, yeah. The whole idea was to make the AI feel like you're playing with people. Yeah, so you can like loan your they're called pawns. You can yeah, yeah send yours pawns, out. That's right. I could get yours into my party. They level yeah. up. It's like a whole thing. Well, yeah, during the retrospective, the developer was talking about how, yeah, they really were trying to make these AI pawns feel like you were playing with friends and feeling like you're playing with people, even though you weren't technically, oh, and, and that's... And they definitely failed. Like, they 100% feel like <laughs> just NPC-ass NPCs. They don't do anything unique or special like, that you haven't seen well, in but another maybe, game. Maybe that was a product of the time, and maybe with the new one, they'll have better... I know, better consoles, more powerful, AI can be better, they can do more. Who knows, hopefully. I I did see something where, like, AI by default is too smart. So they usually mm. have to dumb things down. And some of it has to do with processing power that you have on the, on the CPU and whatnot. But typically, AI is, like, too intelligent. And a lot of the work goes into just making them dumber and more manageable. So it... It really, the baseline should be doable. It's, it very much depends what we're talking about. Like, I'm still waiting for Creative Assembly to fucking upgrade the AI of the Total War games. It's been the same for, like, yeah. 15 years. Like, they can't well, get that's more out of it. That's possibly because they're 
it's not that they're not getting more out of it or whatever. It's just that they're probably transferring the AI system across from previous games to save time. It's that, and it's like infinitely more complicated to have like a strategy game faction making decisions on the fly, trying to react to you, than to just have like you know a fucking bot with a gun move around a two dimension, three dimensional space and shoot at you. Like there's a lot more go. It's got to make decisions on what to build and in what order and. Yeah, it's a lot. yeah. I guess. I guess. I feel like computers are a lot smarter than we are, and in theory, if you just put in a very good AI in- immediately, it would make this the smart decisions quickly. But I guess I don't know. Sometimes it's a lot of it has to come down to like what can the CPU do? Like how many? Mm. How much? How much power do you want to dedicate to just your AI system as a whole? But also, how much time do you want? how much time do you want to allocate to making it and putting it in there and implementing it rather than just being like, well, we've had this AI system for the last like six games. Let's just sh- slide yeah. that straight into what we've got and keep on keeping on. It's getting old. I'll tell you that much. It's uh, getting old. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll find out myself soon with my PC that I haven't built yet. Late breaking story for you, Govinda. This one was just before the show began. Uh, PlayStation will not be at Gamescom this year. This was going to be their first event back. Going to be a big deal. Previously, Nintendo, Activision, Blizzard, and Take-Two had said they won't be coming. Uh, Gamescom themselves are claiming that uh, 250 companies will be there, though. But having Sony pull out, this is only next month. It's a pretty big... Nintendo. Yeah, that's like two of the big three right there. And Activision, Blizzard, and Take-Two. Like, you're definitely not seeing GTA 6 there. Good for fucking Xbox. I hope they got some video games to show, because you got the whole thing to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) When is Gamescom? I believe it's next month. Yeah, it's, it's weird yeah. that Xbox would sh- be there and Sorry. then they just had their own showcase. Sorry, it's two months away. It's it's only June right now. It's the end of June. It's in August. Yes. Yeah, it's in August. Okay, But it's just weird that Xbox would have their showcase and then two months later have another showcase. Like, I just don't see that happening necessarily, but maybe we'll get a better look at Starfield and stuff like that. I don't know. I just think that regular conventions are kind of dead. And I think E3 would be, if it does come back next year, it's going to be as dead. And Sony's found out that why spend millions of dollars doing a showcase at an event like that when you can just do them online way cheaper. I didn't include it here, but a potential reason for this, as suggested by Video Games Chronicle, was that since the pandemic, big publishers don't put the effort into creating playable demos on a massive scale anymore they just yeah yeah true like the vertical slices that they would do because that took time and effort so like and again like why do it for a few oh games come it's tens of thousands but like that's a tiny part of your audience like why not just work on a downloadable demo or something and also having presence on the game floor is a different to doing the big showcases that they used to do. But also, like, I know you think about it, right? And the, the, a 30-minute state of play that you get an editor to edit and put together with a voiceover honestly probably costs you, like, tens... It, unlikely, but maybe, like, $20,000. Putting together a full showcase... I know, it, it might be, but it depends how long it takes to edit. Editors are probably charging, like, 100 bucks an hour. Like it, and, the, and the voiceover on top, it, let's say, conservatively, $10,000. To put a showcase on like they used to at E3, those big E3 showcases with the fucking orchestra and all of the oh, people yeah. and flying everyone there. And like, you're probably spending a million dollars on that. Like, it's yeah, fiscally irresponsible to be <laughs> like, let's go do that again. <laughs> I do miss it, though. These like weird little showcases, fucking showcases we've been doing. It's, it's not 
I'd rather just see a big show rather than these like weird little yeah, half shows little everywhere. It's- I think what's missing, and I think Xbox did a better job of it, is I think what's missing is just like the human element, you know? Yeah. I feel like we- PlayStation needs like a face of PlayStation to be on a stage and be like, hey, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. And look at the sick game. How sick was that? And it can be corny sometimes, but I think it just feels a little more personable when there's someone there and a face there, you know? Lord knows Jim Ryan ain't the uh, charismatic hero we need right now. Get Hulst in there, baby. Get that Hulst in there. He is quite good. He is quite good. I mean, he's still no mm. Shuhei Yoshida, the OG. No, who can not love that guy? You know what I mean? Nicest dude. Never met him, but he's <laughs> <in>. <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> I imagine he's really nice. I imagine he's nice. Uh, next up, Kavinda, we have rumors. Rumors are swirling. The rumor mills are in full mill. What does a mill do? They grind. I. Uh, it grinds like wheat into flour. Mm, good. I th- I'm sure mills do other things, but that's just like a real, I assume like a windmill is the idea is the wind is turning the big blades, which mm. is then turning the mill at the bottom, which is crushing the wheat. Yes, that was very informative. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I just know this stuff. I didn't have to look <laughs> it up. There was no cuts there. That is just me knowing information and be, be, be happy. Please be proud of me. <laughs> The rumors are swirling of a possible PS5 Pro controller. Now, Govinda would be very excited by this. I would be excited by this too. But the scuttlebutt is, what would set this apart is it would have buttons under the sticks that would allow the sticks to be removed, either to clean them or to replace them, if perhaps they were affected by stick drift. They would have grips on the gamepad and they would have better software inside them, presumably for latency or... uh, yeah, yeah. The one thing that you just left off there, which I think is really the only reason that I would want this, is they there'll be back buttons, presumably. Oh, okay, back buttons. Like paddles underneath, like the Xbox Pro controller has four paddles oh, see, underneath. <clears throat> I'm looking at mine right now. I hate those things. I, I don't want that. I don't Oh, I dude, don't want that's that. all I want. Any shooter that I'm playing, I need them. And I, I, it's going to be something to get used to, but I need them in my body. I, can, I, just, I don't even need many. I need two. Give me two. That's all I need. The issue is maybe I'm just not looking into it enough. Is like I never know how to set it to that. Like you go to the controls, you like assign the things or whatever. But like not every game supports that. Like it lets you assign custom controls. Most shooters do. And I think yeah. that's really where it comes into its own is like the shooters. But I'm also thinking of games like when like Diablo 4 comes out, there's usually way too many skills for you to manage on a regular control. Yeah. And they usually come up with smart ways to do it. But if I can add some extra ones onto four paddles underneath, I'm all in. I'm sure. I'm all in. I'm sure I've talked about this, but still to this day, the best thing I've ever seen is Final Fantasy 14. The way they do like you have all your face buttons. You hold like L2, so you'll be like X square triangle. That's four. If you hold down R2, that's another four with the face buttons. Then if you hold like L2, then R2, that's a whole nother set. And Or if you hold R2, then L2, that's a whole nother set. And it's yeah, just Yeah, but awesome. even that's so convoluted. It really isn't. Know? And like now, now, well, you go from, you got four... I think of like playing WoW and how many hot buttons you have in WoW. You have one to zero, right? Like you've got that many. At least if you have four buttons on the back and the face buttons there, you can hold L. You can just have eight on the go, mm. and then you hold L one. You have eight more, and it's almost like cycling through those like hot bars that you would on in, in most MMOs. This is how what that's designed to do as well. Well, it is, but you're only getting four each time you cycle through. Well, you're actually you're getting, getting four face buttons. Sorry, I think. Well, you also can do it for the D pad too, so that can be another four on that side, depending. 
sounds messy, dude. It sounds messy. It's quite Either good. way, that sounds like a game that you should just play on PC because that's the kind of person I am now. PC <laughs> Master Race. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I want one so badly in my body. Get it? I've waited for this for so long and all PlayStation's ever done before was outsource it to companies who make bad ones. Yeah. Or give cats. you like the little connectable paddle, little extra buttons that you click into the bottom. And it's just not enough, and it's finally they're getting into the pro controller game, and I'm into it, except it's going to be like $190 probably, and I probably won't buy one. So this is all ahead of more rumours that we might have a bit of a showcase coming up uh, from Sony. We don't know whether it's a state of play. It might just be some weird little thing, but we, we're hearing about these three new headsets and two monitors. The monitors specifically are being marketed as, like, best for PS5. They're like... PC monitors, but for froth. PlayStations. Yeah, yeah. Froth. Froth thought of your media. So, being someone who's looking at buying a PC, and I've also, I, I work at home on my computer. I've got one 4K 60 hertz monitor that I do all my work on, plus my little laptop monitor. It's fine. It gets, it gets the work done, but it's just not enough. So, I was looking for another monitor, but obviously, I wanted one that could do high frame rates for my PlayStation, has HDMI 2.1. Ideally, I would love a USB-C input, which most don't have. And finding... Finding HDMI 2.1 with 120 plus hertz on a monitor is actually really difficult yeah. and very expensive. Like you're looking at around thirteen to fifteen hundred dollars minimum to get a HDMI 2.1 computer monitor. And Sony is selling TVs with HDMI 2.1 for about the same price. So I'm hoping Sony can come into the monitor market, undercut the competition, and drop like an eight hundred dollar. HDMI 2.1 high frame rate 4K display, and I will probably just somehow buy two of them. Yeah, right. It's um that is my dream. If they can get me a 27 inch 4K HDMI 2.1 with HDR, I'll give up the USB C input if I need to. That's fine. But I just there's nothing on the market that does that right now, and I'm super stoked if that is the case. And its timing could not be better. Look, we might we might hear soon, and it wouldn't be a fucking episode of this show if we didn't talk about the fact that people are suggesting maybe we see god of war at this uh this hardware show (laughs) so (laughs) when i saw this this pop up it was again the classic tom henderson dropping stuff on twitter and he said uh evidence of a state of play next week and it was gran turismo producer says an update to the game next week jason schreier said god of war ragnarok release date later this month which will be next week and Sony is set to reveal some hardware that we just spoke about. And all of that is pointing towards something happening next week. So, look, I, I, I'm so ready for them to tell us when God of War is coming out so I can just stop talking about it. Yeah. Everything I've heard is that it's going to come out this year around November. That is the general consensus right now. I don't I know. Jason Trier said that. He's pretty good at knowing people in the industry. And if they say it, then it's probably happening it doesn't matter. Like it's whenever it comes out, I'm playing it. You know, like I don't care anymore. Stop telling me, Kale. Stop telling me about it. Pretty good at knowing people is what is what Jason Trier is according to. Kevin. Well, <laughs> that's that all he is. He's a little bit of a bitch sometimes, but he's also very good at knowing people. Look uh, in the industry. If, I should probably elaborate again. Very few people uh, have the cred that he does. Like if someone's going to be right about this, I'm going to put my money on him. Well, yeah, it's, it's the credibility is there, right? Like he can be a little bit of a dick sometimes where I'm like, just shut up. But he's also very good at his job and he takes it very seriously. And he's probably one of the better actual journalists in the video game industry. So right now, I don't know, when he says stuff like right now, like I don't know if you heard earlier where I said I was one of the top 
young rising gaming journalists in the game. Like I'm actually coming up right now. So uh, just if it's if it's fine with you, if we just say right now, just for right now. <laughs> he is and probably forever will be the <laughs> best video game journalist in the industry now and forever. Uh, so I, I don't know. He, he doesn't usually say stuff unless he feels pretty rock solid on it. So if he says it, it's probably happening. I I don't. It's uh, it actually no. Honestly, the more we talk about this game, the, it's kind of like it's super annoying it a little bit too because me. there's been like a whole back and forth, and this is only a problem for people that are on Twitter too much. But the like evidence and counter evidence that this game is getting delayed until next year, or it's coming in September or October, or like. It's super annoying. It keeps going like one way or the other. Oh, we'll forget all about it once we actually get a release oh, date. <laughs> I just don't. I don't even care. And I just think, just re- it's fine. Just don't even stress. Just release it when you're going to release it. Even if you delay it, I don't care. The Xbox can get real mad and tell us how shit we are and how bad Sony is. And like that's fine. It doesn't matter because the game will come out eventually. It'll be fine. And I think after our conversation where you were saying it's hard to like recapture with Horizon, it was hard to recapture that same like sense of wonder that mm. the first game did i think it's going to be probably similar for god of war like i don't think it's going to be as amazing as the first one just on the fact that we've already had the first one as a quick aside can i just take you to the side um i thought it was worth announcing that i i played some horizon forbidden west the other day i was in the middle of a cauldron i fought my way out of it and then i deleted it from my console and i've decided that that'll remain until we get an expansion Mm, okay. Fair I enough. just wanted everyone to know that. Just needed that. That's okay. Well, you do you do, but well, you do that. Oh, but I finished games. I will say, um, fuck you. Of course, uh, that update that just came out is awesome. Like the performance mode that like meets in the middle, where it like looks way better, but it still runs incredibly, is really good. Like they should. Oh, nice. It's did, really well. Did done. you turn on the instant pickup as well? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. That is that was the biggest game changer. Yeah. I was like, damn, that's so good. Especially coming from Elden Ring. That was such a key, key update. Good thing it wasn't there for most of the hours I've spent with that game. <laughs> Neither oh, of those features. God, you'll never be happy. Shut the fudge up and move on. It's time for the news we care about. Govinda, now we're going to talk about Final Fantasy, your favorite gaming series. Well, that's, I meant that as a joke, but it could be real. At this point, I don't, I don't know. It's like I play, a, I've played a lot of them, I guess. And You're I in get, a I don't thing know right now. You're doing a thing. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, look, I finished Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, I think I, I'm gonna reiterate my score again. It's about a seven five for me on our scale, which is yeah. a great game. It's still a great game. It's way above average. Awesome. Char- it's easily the best cast of characters in Final Fantasy, and I stand by that. And I'll, I'll fight anyone who says different. They're the best, all of them. They're awesome. It's not like every game that I can think of otherwise has like a weak character in it. I can't think of one right now in yeah. Final Fantasy VII. But this game was stretched so much to fit, to, to make it like worth being its own game. Yeah. Like I could feel how stretched it was. Like you go through the same slums areas like two or three times each. Yeah. Oh, it's daytime now. That's the difference. It's not nighttime anymore. That's cool. Uh, like they obviously were just like, just reuse the same areas because we kind of have to. And then you get into a little bit of a spoiler, but anyway, you end up in Shinra's building. Not a huge See, spoiler. I, uh, this is where we need to fucking have a some kind of come to Jesus moment because we're talking about a game that came out twenty five years ago, and it's very weird that we're all pretending like we don't know what happens in this game or like there should be. Well, spoiler. we don't. Well, and we'll talk about that. Yeah, we we'll don't. talk about that as we, we get don't. into Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. But just for the record, what you're talking about is a reveal in the original that takes place like 
an hour into the game. Yeah, that is true. That is it's true. not the end of the game or anything. It's well, like, I think this game, uh, like a lot of people didn't play Final Fantasy VII originally in 97. That's you on know them. what I mean? <laughs> that's on them. <laughs> but it's like you get into the Shinra building and you get another character who you can't even control. They're just like, they're just there because I figured out that they couldn't figure out how to make a four person party work in this battle system. They can't do it. So you yeah. never get it. You never get the option to like choose who's in your party. They just give you who you get. That character just like really hangs up. And it's strange too, because they've clearly put in moves and everything and you could play as them. But it's like, no, that'll be a cool thing for the next game. Yeah. um... And so because you've got the whole team together by this point in the game, they split the team up and then you get into this really like tedious section where you keep having to swap back and forth between them and pull a lever and open a door and then swap to the other one. And it's... It just felt by the end, it, like I could really feel how stretched this game was. They were like, oh, we just need to just, we need this to go for four more hours than it's already going for. You just need to make this section go for another four hours. Is that possible? Is that doable? Mm. So that's where it comes down for me. The battle system actually felt better the later I got into the game. And a big part of that was like getting haste with, yeah, haste changes the game. It does. <laughs> like it's, it's not broken, but. It almost felt a little bit broken because I had haste going so consistently with everyone that I always had full ATB gauges, which was the antithesis of the issue I had earlier in the game with the battle system, where mm. I almost like I didn't have enough time to spend all the gauges that I was having. Yeah. And I, at the end of the game, it felt way easier than that midsection of the game where I was struggling a little bit. Yeah, so, right. I don't know. I, I, I still really enjoyed it. And I thought the like the story was compelling enough. I kind of know what's already going on, but obviously this is a bit of a... A retelling, a reimagining of the story, yeah. and things are definitely different. Which and is Sephiroth remains the fucking baddest dog. It's, you know? it's when he, when you finally do have that showdown at the yeah. end, and the music starts, so you just when everyone is seeing him, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's when you're like, okay, this is going to be sick, and I'm, I'm a fan, and like that is what kind of drew me along. But I definitely felt it was, it was definitely stretched thin. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Govinda, because you're going to get more. Uh, we're going to move into some stories here. Obviously, we had the Final Fantasy VII 25 year anniversary event. We got a few big announcements out of the. This isn't the order it happened in, but it makes sense to do it this way. Uh, this story comes to us via Michael McWhorter at Polygon. Links below. Just going to read the lead. You know how this works. No plagiarism here. All right. Just everyone. Kale's really <laughs> concerned that we're plagiarizing, but I'm like, you're quoting them. This is news. It's there's nothing wrong with it. He just needs to he just needs to be okay with this. Square Enix showed off the next installment of Final Fantasy VII Remake on Thursday during a live stream celebrating the 25th anniversary of the seminal role-playing game. The second part of the Final Fantasy VII Remake project is titled Final Fantasy VII Rebirth and is coming to PlayStation 5 next winter. Square Enix has revealed that could mean either a late 2023 or early 2024 release. Window, Kavinda, we got to see a little. It's mostly just cloud walking. It was gameplay. Yeah, it was gameplay. It wasn't. Uh, <laughs> wasn't groundbreaking. See, and this is where it gets super annoying. Are we allowed to say what this game's going to be about? Do we even know? It's so vague. Well, I, I'm just doing it. So if you don't like it, I don't know. So <laughs> the first game, you're in the city. You're in Midgar. You get out of it, and then now you're out of the city. Is that a spoiler? <laughs> like, we're talking about the first two hours of the original game. <laughs> and then now you're trying to get Sephiroth. Yeah, you're, you're chasing. You're, fo- you're following Sephiroth. 
And that's yeah, this is the game. Now, this is the meat of the original game is you're out, you're on this yeah. journey, you start to meet the other characters. There's a little more to so, it, but... I'm breaking this trilogy up into what I would call the classic cinema three-act structure and the f- and remake is just act one. Like, again, after it, the game's done, you're finally propelled into the story. Again, it, fu- it makes sense to just introduce it. So here's our next story from Cat Bailey of IGN. Work has already started on Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 3, which will cap off Square Enix's trilogy when it's released sometime after 2023. Nomura confirmed that some development has already begun on the as-yet-unnamed third title in a note following Thursday's live stream. He said, I myself have started on the development and am working towards the completion of the series, Nomura wrote in a two-part message on Twitter. Govinda, this game needs to be called Reunion. Well, it can't be called Reunion, Kyle, because they also released, they also announced Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. You can't name it Reunion We'll, now. we'll get to that in a second, but again, it makes <laughs> remake, rebirth, it's got to be Reunion. Again, anyone that's played the original knows why. It's, it would be ludicrous if it had a different name. <laughs> it would be so I just, I just seems so strange to me that they would release, because... Well, again, we will get there eventually. Let's talk about core this for Final a yeah, yeah. No, just, just do, do, do the next one. You know? oh, just get them all out it. and we'll talk about all of them together. All right. This next one comes from Kyle Campbell of USA Today. At long last, arguably the best Final Fantasy VII spin-off is making a grand return. During the 25th anniversary broadcast on Thursday, Square Enix announced a full remaster of Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII. Yes, the classic PSP title is coming to PS4, PS5, some other console no one's ever heard of. And our favourite, PC. (laughs) Sometimes this winter. It's sporting all new visuals, gameplay tweaks, updated voiceovers from the remake cast, and much more. I actually didn't know that. That's pretty cool. So, like, the voice actors of Remake. Crisis Core, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, of Remake. The game you just played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, The game I just played. So, Crisis Core's weird. I played it a bit on PC. It's got a strange slot-based combat system that I never really jived with yeah and it's very it's it's probably more kingdom heartsy than anything it's it's very yes. much like you're you're swinging your sword you're by yourself and then you will use the slots to call magic and use materia and like but this is it is a strange one i never finished it. i played it on psp real weird that they called it reunion though because <laughs> i don't know why not just call it like crisis core remastered or something it's why not just call it crisis core final fantasy 7 like just leave it at that now the most interesting thing about that Right, is that Final Fantasy VII, this trilogy, seems to be a PlayStation exclusive. And then Crisis Core is coming out on Xbox and Nintendo and presumably PC. And PC. Yeah. It's coming out on everything. It seems so weird to give them the prequels on everything and then lock Final Fantasy VII behind just PlayStation. It's a very strange move. Also, it's worth saying they also announced that uh, Remake would be coming to PC. Uh, that was a thing. It's actually out. Interesting. Um, it's out right now. It's out oh, right okay. now. Okay, well, yeah, there you go. It's, it seems like it's not coming to Xbox, as far as I can tell. No, no, I, to... I don't think so. But it is weird that, yeah, they were like, you can have Crisis Core, though. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can have the the prequel just to make you thirsty enough <laughs> to buy a PC and, and do that. But, yeah, I don't know. Crisis Core is one I played on PSP. I didn't finish it. I don't, I don't remember it very well, but I do remember it. you only play as Zack. And 
it's yeah. No, it's weird. You're in a you're in a squad with Cloud, Zach, and uh, you're Sephiroth. new characters. There's a guy named Angeal. You're in Soldier. It's like you're actually playing yeah, yeah. out those days. And like Sephiroth yeah, yeah. is like a he's not good, but he's in the squad with you. And well, later in the in Final Fantasy VII remake, you do see flashbacks that include Zach in there, and I presume you're kind of playing everything leading up into those points and those flashbacks. Uh, so look, uh, look, who knows? I. I'm a little bit sad that it's a trilogy. Well, what we need to talk about, and it's hard with this strange self-imposed spoiler wall, is that there is a iconic moment from this from this video game that's going to be in the next, or might be in the next game, Rebirth, the second arc. And that, this is a moment everyone cried about like, literally, it's like a very emotional moment from the game. We're not going to spoil it. We're not going to. Govinda's looking at me weird. But that moment seems to be the logical endpoint of the second game, I would say. Oh, interesting. I would have thought it would be somewhere in the last game. I'm just, I'm really, like, digging deep into these memory banks because I played Final Fantasy VII on PS3. It's really difficult to talk about this without spoiling anything, but I think anyone that played the original sort of knows there's a big tent pole moment that would be a pretty natural uh, end point for part two and then the rest of the game could be part three it's weird though because like from what I remember it's like most of the game sort of happens after that yeah it's like sort of disc two and disc three disc three is really short but like disc two is like there's a lot of meat in there even if it's kind of the weakest part of the game unfortunately yeah I can imagine they'll have to they'll shuffle things up I, I don't think this game I think from the trailers and what we're seeing, and even in in the remake with the whispers and the little like I call them dementors because they're coming. They kind of look like dementors. dementors. That's fine. But like that whole thing seems like they're trying to change the the story, and I feel like we're not gonna. I think it's gonna diverge yeah, even further in the next game from the story we know. What I was trying to talk around is that moment that that natural cutoff moment that would be a good end break. This trailer for Rebirth seems to imply that's not going to happen. Like, that is not going to happen. We're going to get a very, very different take from this point yeah, onwards. I, I think that's probably... It's almost a smart move, and I'm not against it, because everyone's expecting it now. Oh, yeah, and they kind of blew us all away with Remake. Like, even though we thought it was just a straight remake, it was better than everyone thought. And then they did this thing where it's like, this isn't this isn't a remake. That's a lie. That, yeah, was, is, that yeah. was a trick to tell you. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I'm keen. I just what look. What do you hope to get from these? Like, do you do you want them to be the same, but just a, a different part of the story? Do you want them to mix things up a little bit? I like where it's going. I think it's really interesting to get something different. It's that was such a thing for the last 25 years. Is like people again this event that for some reason we're not going to mention. Like people would like that was like a secret on the playground. It was like oh, if you do this, well, that I- thing doesn't happen. And like. It was like urban well, I was legend. specifically talking about I was specifically talking about gameplay aspects where like do you because like let's say if you look at all, all the history of Final Fantasy sequels like 10, 10 yeah. to 13, 13 to lightnings whatever the shit is that's awful they always change the battle system I'm gonna be in all of them super pissed if they do that here like not because it's great or anything but I can't imagine anything more jarring than if like each part of this trilogy that they want me to get invested in is like plays differently that would drive me insane. I would be really. That's what they've always done. Uh, this will be the first time 
in history that Final Fantasy has maintained a battle system throughout sequels. Uh, yeah, Not they've got but that many sequels. But that's sort of getting real meta. That's something they've never done before. They've never had a trilogy where they're that's all the, the same. That's the rebirth yeah, of look. Final Fantasy. No, I just, I hate it when you like get a sequel and it's like, oh, I couldn't do that in the last game, but now I can do this move. And there's like no explanation for it. I just, I don't know. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how they handle it. Because really at the end of the remake, like it's really evident that they cannot handle four people in a party. Oh, like I could see them... Again, that's kind of like whatever. Like you only had three people in the party in the original. Like I don't mind that there isn't four. Yeah. It'll just be weird to bench people. I think in a in a game like a turn-based RPG, it's expected that you have a bench, right, of, of characters that are not in the fight. Yeah. But it's going to be... It feels like... They were obviously avoiding it in this of actually having a bench because they kept splitting up the party. Yeah. And so it's going to be weird if we get into a game that's like a... You see enemies in the field and you start fighting them and someone just isn't there all of a sudden. Super weird too because there's... I think there's... Well, there's like eight or nine characters too, so you're gonna. Well, have three. you've got you've got Yuffie. I, I I actually was considering doing integrated, but I'm gonna wait a little bit to do that. I think I think that's gonna be a good intro into the next game is to do integrated before it. I I thought but about that also, too. I was like, I could just play that rather than replaying part one. Yeah, but but you've also got Vincent, which I guess was a. You didn't have to get Vincent in the original game, but why wouldn't you? Because he's a mad dog. You didn't have to get Yuffie either. You could very easily exactly, miss her. Exactly. You, you got She's what? in a forest, and if you miss her, you miss her. And the same Vincent, if you don't, Vincent's hard too. Like you got to oh, play a hard. special, you got to play a special like piano song in Cloud's home, if I'm remembering correctly, to get Vincent. Mm. Yeah, there's a whole. And if thing. you don't play the right notes, you just don't get him. What you got, Kate Sith? You got Sid? Ah, oh, Kate Sith. I forgot about Kate Sith. Except you do get a little glimpse of him in remake, which I was pretty psyched on when I saw. It. You see him for like one second. Yeah. Watching a big event happened in the remake. And I was like, that's actually so sick. I love that I we love, avoided saying Red 13's name, but then we're like, well, oh, then these other characters, <laughs> like, you get Red 13 in remake, but you don't play as him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why I said it. I didn't care about characters. Look, they, they exist. They're the same They're, characters. They They're fine. It's fine. But I just think it'll be weird if you bench people in a game that feels a lot more like a live action-y you know what I mean? I just, they're just they can't do it like because they can't have all of them on the field so like someone's getting benched either way even if they had four just, it's, it's gonna feel strange and that's why I'm, I was wondering if because they're gonna get into the they, they were able to skirt around that in the remake and kind of split everyone up because it kind of fits in with the story what everyone's doing at any given time once you get everyone together you're together it's gonna feel like they'll either need to mix up the battle system or they're just gonna weirdly bench people while you're I, all walking around the world together I could see an expansion where you are like you swap them in live like as you're on the field like you can just freely swap so like you've got Sid you need That's him so for much something. to handle though so you're telling yeah. me able to swap characters live as well and then sw- live swap people in and out of the battle yeah that just feels that's already that's gross to me. Yeah, it probably will be, but I can't I'd see. I'd rather them change up the battle system completely than do that, because that's even more messy than it already was in Remake. So, I mean, we'll see. You, I'm, I'm... you could just do it on the world map. You're like, this is my active party. They're in the battles. And then when you're out of a battle, you can swap that around. Like, that would probably be what they do. That's honestly what I'm looking forward to the most is an actually, like, a way more open Final Fantasy VII, because... You are walking down corridors for most of Seven Remake, like, and it's so funny because literally the end of that game is the point in which, in the original, you step out of Midgar onto the world map for the first time, and it actually opens yeah. up. But yeah, and they do it. They do it in this. It's also a trick, though, because it's a 
fucking JRPG from 1997, it's not an open world. There's only, like, one place you can go. <laughs> like, it gives you the illusion of choice, but you still have to go to the one spot. <laughs> well, yeah, you. it's an open world with a linear path. I mean, you can, like, fuck off and play with but the also, like, Yuffie's forest is Yuffie's forest is, if you don't go there, you don't get Yuffie. No, I think Yuffie, it's like she can just turn up. At a certain point. Like, it's not a specific place. Uh, maybe you can just get her early. Oh, she steals something from you, and then you can run into her later. Or, I can't remember. It was too long ago. Maybe you just get her early. Because in Final Fantasy IX, there's a Quinna or whatever, and you can either get Quinna early, or you can just she'll just show up in the story later, and, like, it's just forced upon you later. But you have the option to pick her up early if you want to go catch some frogs. Maybe my least favorite Final Fantasy character. Is the fucking frog monstrosity oh, that you just? Bro, it's the I worst. literally messaged Sean. I was like, "What a monstrosity!" I tried Quinner so is. hard oh not God. to have it in the party, and you just can't. Well, she's so OP, you can't not have her. Honestly, if you just start like, if you just weaken everything and then eat stuff, and she learns the best skills, it's crazy OP how good she is. <laughs> Sorry, I'm playing Final Fantasy Nine. I mentioned uh, it briefly <laughs> the other day, and I'm still playing that now on my Switch. But uh, yeah, that's almost overpowered. I got this like pumpkin head smash or something and it does the difference in your health to your full health in damage. And at this point in the game, that is potentially so much damage, like Hell five yeah. times more than anyone's doing. It's it's really uh, hectic. All right. Well, Kavinder, I think we've covered this from stem to stern. Uh, this has been episode 55 of Long Live Play. I'm pretty sleepy. We talked a lot. I... I feel like I slandered Final Fantasy VII Remake more than I intended to. I really did enjoy it a lot. It just, a lot of it fell flat a little bit for me too. A little stretch out, but anyway, who's talking? I've been me. Kale's been him. I Next have. week, we'll talk about more stuff. I can't guarantee it'll be quality, but I can guarantee it'll be quantity. I can hear your dinner in the background. And yeah, I think it's, it's going to be young too. And Kale's hungry. So the more I stall, the more he's going to get mad about it. But I'll also get mad in my edit because I'll hear me stalling and be like, hurry the fuck up, dude. So this has been it. This is it. You can find us on the places and you can please review us if you would like. And also, honestly, send me an email, dude. Long live play podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Send me an email, dude. I'm still waiting for that first email to come through. I feel like we really, we, we really made it when that email comes through. Anyone, any, anything at any time. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.